what would happen if we all listened to those moments, that intuition, those feelings of hell yes or hell no, and we listened to what we were truly being guided to instead of ignoring it. Hi there, I'm Kelly Tennant, and welcome to The Platform Podcast, where we get real so you can be well. Each week, I sit down to have authentic conversations with the leading voices in health and wellness to help you detox your life and give you the tools to feel your best and most vibrant self. My guests are here to educate you on the latest healing remedies, ancient wisdom, and alternatives to the traditional path. I've personally curated the platform to elevate your mind, body, and spirit. I hope you're ready because today we are getting to it. I'm sure that you've wondered what intuition is. That word gets thrown around so much within the wellness and spiritual space, especially these days. So what does it even mean? I decided to bring on one of my favorite people in the whole world who I've never actually met in person, but I've been following her for a while. And I love the messages that she shares and just her authentic abilities and how she captures spirituality and makes it a digestible concept for all of us. Natalie Miles is a spiritual mentor and a psychic medium. She hosts the So You Think You're Intuitive podcast, which I have fallen in love with. She launched it near the end of 2018. And so far, it has just become one of my favorites to listen to. I love the guests she has, the way she explains things, and she's channeling on the show. And she just talks about so many interesting things. I think you'll really enjoy it. So make sure you check that podcast out. In this episode with Natalie, we talk about how to heal yourself and the way she's seen so many of her clients heal from working with her and getting to the root cause and getting past the blocks and the limiting beliefs that have been created for themselves. She explains what spirit is, how she connects and how we can connect to our higher selves, what it means to be intuitive and how to protect your energy as an introvert. I asked that question selfishly, sorry guys. Also, at the end of the episode, she does a reading for me. And let me tell you something, she could not have been more spot on. I can't wait for you to get a taste of what it's like to work with her and other people in this space. So you can find Natalie on Instagram at I am Natalie Miles. Don't forget to check out her podcast and please enjoy this show. It might be a little outside of your comfort zone, but just be open and see what she has to say. I think that you'll really, really enjoy this. So I want you to start by just explaining what it means to be a spiritual mentor and a psychic medium. Yeah, great question. So for me, being a spiritual mentor means that I am, I like to describe it like I'm a door opener. So I'm guiding others to reactivate their own intuitive gifts because we're all born intuitive. So for me, it's actually about guiding others to, for them to realize the truth of what's already within them, if that makes sense. So I'm, that's what that part is about. And it's the same with the psychic medium. So a psychic medium, I connect with spirit. I connect with loved ones who have crossed over, who want to give messages. And I basically can tune in and tap into someone's energy and say, 
hey, this is where you're at. This is where the blocks are. This is what you're going through. Um, this is what wants to come through for you potentially in the future, but this is what you have to work on to make it happen. And that's, um, that's how I work. So yeah, I'm, I'm a bit different as a normal psychic medium who's just going to give you messages future messages. I'm very much like, hey, this is the life that you want to lead. This is here, but you have to work on this, this, and this to get there. Why do you feel like you've been able to incorporate that extra aspect of things? Yeah. So for me, my guides are very clear um, that my purpose and my mission was that this is about healing. This is not a gimmick. This is not, you know, the traditional, as you sometimes see it with the flashing, um, neon psychic sign in the window <laughs> of um, different cities and towns across the world that this is a really powerful tool and it's been given a lot of stigma that it's been given a lot of stigma and a lot of shame and it's about my work and my mission is to make it modern and make it approachable and realize that we, and for us to realize that we all have these gifts we can all psychic intuitive it means the same thing and that we can all connect and we can all receive messages and guidance. I mean, if I'm being honest, though, I feel like you deserve a neon sign. You are very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and what's hilarious, I've just realized, is that um, all my branding is neon as it's well. It's all so neon, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken it to a new way. Yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I love Classic. it. I love that you said that this is about healing. Um, my show and my own journey has been all about healing. And so everyone I have on the show, I talk to, about their own healing journeys and the way it's impacted their lives and just the, you know, the ebbs and flows and all the ups and downs that we go through. So why do you feel like within your own life, based on what you've gone through, that this was the mode of healing for you and to reach out to other people? Yeah, great question. So it was really when I moved from London to Vancouver that, so I was psychic as a kid, intuitive, really intuitive as a kid, but it was always something that was on the down low. It was always something that kind of worked behind the scenes. But people who always used to say, Nat, you're really lucky. Like you always have these synchronicity moments. There's things that happen. As I, I realized that when I was stepping away from that energy, like things started to show up as they do. Um, ending of five-year relationships, just and just feeling unhappy, feeling like something's lost, working in a career that didn't light me up. And it wasn't until I moved from London thinking, I, it was basically an intuitive hit that, Nat, you need to move to Vancouver. Let's do this. I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. I packed two suitcases, um, my skis, and that was it. And I was like, hey, I'm going to give it four months. Let's see what happens. It was when I moved to Vancouver, when I wasn't around friends, I wasn't around family. And I was kind of uh, lost and thinking, okay, what is this? Like, what do I do? How do I, why am I here? And I was, I was basically drawn back to intuition, back into accessing that. And then I suddenly realized that this made me feel really whole and complete. And then I was kind of getting this as a message and, and, and the involvement of that was, look, look how your life has changed for the better. Look at the abundance that's flown in, like that's come in. Look at what you've brought in. Look what you've manifested. Look what's look what's happened when you've really reconnected to this intuitive part of yourself. Wouldn't it be insane that if everyone could reconnect to this part of themselves, look what 
we look what we'd be able to bring in, look what we'd be able to have, you know, in our lives. And that's why it's about healing and it's about reconnecting people to their natural born gifts. Because what would happen if we all listen to that, those moments, that intuition, those feelings of hell yes or hell no, and we listen to what we were truly being guided to instead of ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you make such a good point as to, you know, you had to sort of suppress and push these things down when you were young. I think so many of us often grow up, whether it's in a very religious home or a conservative home or parents that aren't open. And so the things that feel natural and innate to us are things that we have to suppress. And then we dim our light and we're not shining and we're not stepping into our authentic selves. So what is your advice for people that have had that similar journey of how to sort of come out of that and understand that these are beautiful gifts that they can embrace, even though a lot of people in their lives probably don't understand? Yeah, um, for me, it would it would be to say that you're not alone. There are so many people out there, which is why I am. I've started my podcast. So you think you're intuitive, which is about creating that, so you don't feel alone, so that you can go on this journey and and not feel alone in it. But I would also say that trust yourself, listen to those feelings and emotions, and go and explore where you live if there are places where you can go and connect to that part of you, whether it's meditation or a gong bath or um, a psychic development class. I know that my future, my thing that I'm bringing in for 2019 is creating this community so that you will be able to find something in your city where you feel held, where you feel like you're part of something because people are really craving that. And so that's part of my mission for 2019 and going forward is creating more of this on a, on a roots physical level for people to access but yeah I when I would just say just keep trusting and notice the shame around it actually a lot of the time the thing the thing that holds us back from our intuition is the shame as you talked about the religious shame or worrying about what friends and family think I was I kept my gifts hidden in the closet for for so long even when I was in Vancouver I tell my new work colleagues that I was going to um, a guided meditation. I was going to a meditation circle when, it, yeah, it was kind of a form of meditation, but we were really, I was giving and sharing messages, but I was embarrassed. I was, I was embarrassed and had shame of what they might think about me. But I would, the biggest step is to, you know, go in your own time, but it's about really having the, the faith and the, the trust and just to be yourself and be authentic. Mm, That's so beautiful. So much of what I talk about as well, I've had a lot of physical manifestations of illness. And what I've realized in my life over the last year is that I can't heal that those physical issues, the autoimmune disease and things like that, unless I heal emotionally and spiritually. And you talk about, you know, the trauma and the shame that people deal with. What do you see as the correlation between the emotional issues and physical issues with people that you see as clients um, and just in your community? Oh, they're so related. It's insane. The The intuitive body is so in tune and powerful. And when we're not listening to the emotions or we're not facing our shadows and the emotions that are being brought up or the trauma, it manifests in the body. It comes out in the intuitive body because it's it's got to go somewhere. It's energy. And so this is how, this is why it shows up in the body as illness. And so the key thing that comes through in messages and guidance with clients is 
okay, let's look at the emotions behind this. Let's look at the patterns and the cycles. And let's look at that. Let's look for that aha moment, that trigger point where this all came into effect. Because if you can look at what was that moment the, the, or the buildup of the emotional moments that really kick-started the dis-ease in the body, then if you can look at that and heal those, that emotional side of why, you can then begin to release the trauma from the body. And yeah, and I've had clients who, once they've started to look at those emotional parts, the, the physical manifestations of the illnesses have subsided or their symptoms have lessened. Have, have lessened. Mm-hmm. You talked about the blocks earlier that people have and that you try and help your clients work through um, mm-hmm. and that you do very successfully. So what, do, what are some examples of what blocks are for people? Yeah. Oh, it's insane. So you can, it can come through that there is something that happened in the playground age 10 years old. And it's saying what spirit will bring through. It's like, this happened age 10 when you didn't, when this, when you felt like this and it's something that you've held on. So blocks around um, friendships, why people feel like uh, I can't connect with other women. I don't know how to have friendships with women. Where does this come from? Or I really, I only attract this type of partner. Why does this cycle keep happening within my partnerships where they always leave me? And so we kind of look back around where does this theme of abandonment come from and what does this, and why does this happen? Other things that come through is ancestrally, we can also be repeating the same patterns and stories as the the women and men that have come before us. With women, it's normally that you're repeating the same stories or a version of the same stories and themes of what happened to your mom and your grandmother. And then we kind of play it out and we're, we're intuitively, subconsciously trying to heal that story. But when we start to notice the patterns and the themes that are repeating between the lines of generations, then it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. And just, and you then begin to see how you're playing into that ancestral theme. And then it's a, it's a, it's a powerful way to break the cycle. So you're, when you break the cycle, you're not, you're not just healing your version of the story. You're also healing the, the women and men that have come before you. And you're also healing future generations too. So when I talk about um, ancestral trauma, I often lose people and they look at me like, what are you talking about? Um, And it resonates so much with me and I understand that, but um, I would love for you to explain how, yeah, how we take on that trauma from generations before us and the way that that manifests in our life. Yeah. So um, I'll give, um, this is an example. So we all come in to this world with our many life purposes of why your soul has decided to show up in this physical world. But then what happens is, is that we get put in our mother's wounds. And so what happens is, is that we take on some of their story and their, you know, and what they're going through because we are in their wounds. Ironically, we are then technically in our grandmother's wombs because we were already the eggs inside of our mothers who were then inside of our grandmothers. So we are already taking on some of the story on a, on a soul level, on an energetic level, on a DNA level. Um, and that's why there is this ancestral patterning that then happens. And that's why it, it's, it's, ama- it's insane with the energy that repeats itself and how and what that looks like. 
So for example, you might have a, a group of women who never feel like they belong anywhere. And then you realize that it's because, you know, she's never like the, the client never feels like she's belonged anywhere and she struggles with connecting with people and, and doesn't, and struggles with what is home. Like what does home mean for her? And then you look back at the mother's story and it turns out that they were, they were army families or they were in the military and they moved around all the time. So the mother never felt comfortable with being like she was always on the move. So she was never grounded. And then you go back to the grandmother and it turns out that they used to live in a different country and that they were immigrants to the country so that they never knew what their home was. And so this theme of home runs through all the women. In January, we launched The Journey Within Intention, and it was an absolute hit. We were at full capacity, so we had to reopen it to let other people join in on this learning. And I taught everyone about why I set intentions instead of resolutions and how to make lasting change in their lives, working past a lot of the limiting beliefs that we have and some of the blocks and some of the traumas that have happened that we really haven't worked through. We also talk about detoxing our food and our products, as well as relationships and how to really clean up our lives so that we can be our happiest and healthiest selves. So that was a hit. And we decided that the course to follow that, which we'll be launching in February, is The Journey Within Detox. Why am I doing this? Well, because it's one of the biggest things I get asked about. I'm ready to teach you about how to detox your products. You guys want to know every single day why I use certain products, which ones are the best, and what's going on with conventional beauty and household products and why they're not safe for us. Guess what? In this free course, I'm going to teach you all of this, but I'm going to make it really digestible and super simplified so that you don't have to do a ton of work, but you can implement all of this into your life in a really easy and fun way. So you can go to thisistheplatform.com slash thejourneywithin-detox and you can sign up there and we will be launching in February and I cannot wait to work with you. How would you explain what spirit is and how people are able to connect with spirit? Oh, I love that as a question. Mm-hmm. I wish we could really describe and label what spirit and intuition was because it is this thing that we can feel. It's a, it's an it's an energy, but how do we actually label it and describe it and write a dictionary term for it? Because that's why it becomes so elusive and it becomes this thing that people say, oh, does it really exist? Because we can't naturally grab onto it like we can anything else. On the, it's not, you know, a physical construct. And um, but this is why I'm. It's part of my mission. And everyone says, Nat, you make this work really grounded. You make it really accessible because that's the mission is to for people to realize that even though we can't see it, we can because spirit live in our live in this world. They're not living in some ethereal plane, which a lot of people describe it as. It's like this thing that's around us, but not around us. And so for me, it's around guiding people to say, look, hey, you're getting the messages and the guidance all the time in in this world. And it's just about learning how you can decipher your messages because we're all different. We, We all receive our intuitive guidance. We all connect to spirit. 
in our own ways. So when, when someone says, when you say that you're connecting with spirit, Mm -hmm. is this someone who has passed that is now like an angel for you? Is this someone that, you know, is it an entity? How, how do you describe that? Yeah. Great question. So I think it's very personal on, again, for me, it's an, it's an, it breaks it down as a couple of things. I connect, I use the word guides a lot. So we all have spirit guides um, who are part of our, who are, we have the cheerleader team in spirit who are there to help guide us, love us, protect us, give us messages. And we have one main guide that's with us from the moment we're born until the moment we pass over. And so I connect, I describe it like I'm connecting to guides and connecting to them. Um, but some people relate to angels and have um, and and have that. I love ones do come over and give messages a hundred percent. Like they're there as a separate being as well, like an, an entity, an imprint. So I described that when loved ones come through, it's like you're connecting to and the energy imprint of their soul that was here in this plane, but they are still around. When I'm saying just I'm connecting to spirit again, it's so personal. Like we all have a different way of describing it and how spirit share it with me is, it's an energy, but it's also that as humans, we need labels. We need to relate to something so that we then give every, you know, we've given different spiritual labels to things. So it makes sense to us like angels, like spirit guides. And then that's, and it's just about what, how it relates to us. How do you decipher between the ego voice that's in your head and spirit and your intuition? This is the biggest question I got asked. How do I trust? How do I, how, am I making this shit up? How do I know exactly. that I'm just not shit talking, you know, I'm making it up or I'm <laughs> talking myself or is this, is this real? And so how I like to describe it is the ego mind. So when you're tuning in, the ego mind needs an answer now. It has a motive. So it wants something for a reason. It can feel like pressing and it, and it just feels like, that it comes at the front of the head like a chatter when the ego mind kicks in. But the intuitive mind is, and the intuitive message, there is no time construct on it. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. It just feels really good in your body. It will not need the should, would, could, must like to get the message. And it's also just got that feeling of surrender of when that comes in. And also it won't feel like it comes in at the front of the head where that chatter is. It feels like sometimes how I describe it is that it comes at the back of the head and it has more of a a presence when you're getting that message that it feels like it's coming from somewhere else, but it's not part of that chatter. And another great way to ask yourself is like, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? Is really simple. And it's if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And we all know what a hell yes feels like in our body. When we get that feeling inside where we get lit up and we feel energized and we feel like, yes, we need to make this happen. And a no, even it feels for me, a no is like it cold. It feels like it's the energy gets cut off. And I have to start, and so I do, I listen and I ask for things. Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing things? And I will take the time to listen to how it feels in my body and whether I'm getting a hell yes or a hell no. 
It's so good. When you're asking those questions, do you get into a quiet space where you can really tap in and not be distracted by the noise? Yeah. And it brings it back to the ego mind versus the intuitive. Because if you want that answer and you're on the go and you're stressed out and you're, you know, you're, and you need it and you need it now, you might not be getting the, the answer that you, um, that you need. You have to set yourself up to succeed. So set yourself up by, you know, going for that walk around the block, going on that moment that you can, where you can take that pause and that moment, however you like to take time out for yourself, go and do that before you ask, like set yourself up to succeed when you're asking for messages and guidance. I think one of the hardest things for so many of us is this idea of surrendering and trusting and balancing that with free will and how much energy you put into making things happen for yourself and, you know, so many of my friends are go-getters. So they're go, 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 make it happen, do this thing. How do you balance between the two um, and not be over eager and forcing things that aren't really meant for you? Oh, yeah. This was my biggest learning of last year is I'm type A. I used to be a semi-professional athlete and I I was like, yeah, I make shit happen. This is what I do. I used to work in film as well. So I was a producer so I was very much like, hey, if I want something, I'll go and make it happen because that's what has been trained into me all of my life. And it was suddenly the biz wake up call last year of actually sometimes less is more and I have to act on patience instead of... So I have this balance of, yes, you have to take aligned action. You can't just sit on the couch and expect things to come to you. It doesn't work like that. And when clients come in, they're like, well, when, when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? I'm like, well, you can't just, it's not going to, ha- you have to put the energy into it. You have to meet the energy that you're trying to create and bring in. You have to meet it somewhere because if you're not meeting it, then it's not going to reach you. But you also have to practice the art of and trust it that whatever's for you isn't going to miss you. And sometimes it's about being really discerning on which opportunities you're pursuing and which ones you're like, no, I need to let go on this instead of just being like, yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm bringing it all on. I'm doing it all. It's actually, is this aligned? Does this feel good? What does this bring me? Because so often we say yes to things that don't feel good or we know that we should say no, but we say yes anyway. Mm. Yeah, that's so hard. Yeah, it's and it so is it's a balance and it's learning. And, tr- and honestly, I learned, this is, this is my part of my process. I'm learning around trusting and surrendering. And I've been bringing in this, like being magnetic. And so instead of me putting, going out there to look for things, I'm actually just imagining that I'm the magnet. I'm the magnet and things are coming to me. The things that are aligned, my energy is matching with them and they're being brought into me versus me going looking for the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Friends? Yes. Obviously, Phoebe is so intuitive and she like goes and sees all these psychics and does mm-hmm. all these things. I was watching an episode the other day. This just it reminded me of this. And she went and saw her psychic and her psychic told her she was going to die in a week. And then her psychic ended up dying. And it was just this whole funny <laughs> scenario. 
But I think that that speaks to the larger conversation of why people are scared to see people that have intuition, intuitive capabilities, whether you're a medium, a psychic, doesn't matter what you're called. They're so scared that they're going to get some information that's going to ruin their life. And I've seen so many different people and that's never the case. It's always what serves me best. But how do you explain that to people when they are in a session with you as to how it can serve them and what the information is going to be like? Yeah, so that's it's a great point. It's a great question because there there is a lot of fear-based mentality of, oh my gosh, I'm going to be told something. Yeah, like I'm going to die or some bad or I've got some health scare. And there are, straight up, there are people out there who are preying on people around this as fear. Like there are dodgy, bad doctors out there. It's the same with psychics who will prey on the weak and and won't be honest and authentic. Um, and that's the same of, of any profession that's out there of people offering services. But with my sessions, Spirit won't bring through any of the information unless you're ready to hear it. They're like very, very clear on that. If you're ready to receive all the information that wants to come through, you're ready. You're ready for that up level. My sessions is designed for for someone once said that you're you're it's always delivered with love and grace but you you say it how it is like you you say it how how it is and where I'm at and the things that I really need to look at and that you're you're bringing to light what I already know to be true but you say it and so it makes it it so it it's real it's there it's tangible and I give people tools so I was frustrated that I used to go and see psychics as well and I would go and they'd tell me all this stuff, but they'd never tell me how to make it happen. They'd be like, oh, and this could come in and this might come in. So this is why I'm, I give tools and guidance on like how, like how do you break that block? How do I change that patterning? How do I bring that in and make that happen for me? But I also very clear that the future things that I'm, I'm bringing in for you um, that of course there's free will in it. Like you can go down a different path, path, but that's what they're showing of what is possible um, today. And yeah, and I do, you know, I will say future things, and they they do come true. Like it happens when I, I tell people they're going to move across the country, and they're like, "That's not going to happen." And then I get a message four months later. Oh my gosh, yes, this is happening. Now it all makes sense. So you can do a, a reading or channel with someone one day and a week later it can be different. What, how does that happen? Why is that the case? Because we have free will in that. Um, it, nine times out of 10, if it's a week apart, the, it won't change. But if you're coming back and it's a lot of the time, if you brought something else in, you there is free will in all the messages that I'm giving. Like the, what I'm sharing is is the energy of today and the blocks. And it's also a case of if you want to do the work, this is this is here. But if you don't want to look at the things that are holding you back, this is why I'm, it's it's healing. If you don't want to do the work, then be prepared for the same loops and the same cycles to keep repeating themselves. So when I have a client, say, for example, they come and they have a session with me and I tell them and then they come back six months later and they're like, this is still happening. And I'll say to them, did you do the, did you do the tools? Did you do the thing I asked you to do to release it? Oh no, I haven't done that yet. It's like, well, 
this is part of the process. You can't just expect changes to happen. You have, again, this is why this aligned energy, we have to be part of our own healing and our own transformation. We have to take ownership of that. Mm-hmm. One of the, the coolest things that I've learned as a tool working with people like you is how to cut cords mm. and ties to people, especially mm. if it's a negative, toxic energy or relationship or yeah. a past life relationship that's no longer serving us. Um, what does it mean when you when you cut those ties and how does that serve you? Oh, it's just the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> we forget that, you know, we're, we are, we're all energy beings. And that when we have had difficult things with difficult people, relationships, jobs, you know, we've had that, their energy resonance still stays on our energy field and can connect to us. And for some people, they are so toxic that they actually keep their energy cord plugged into us so that they're always sucking our energy or are always still part of us in that way. So it's really important to cut those cords so that we reclaim our energy, reclaim our power and that we, so that, yeah, we can go and live our most authentic and abundant life. So, and it's important to cut energy cords when you ended difficult, a relationship, any relationship. It doesn't even have to be romantic. You might have fallen out or have difficulty with friends or family members that you need to um, kind of step away from by cutting the energy cords around them. You're you're reclaiming your power. If you had a relationship with someone in a past life, and then they are in your current life, um, say you know they were your um, sister in a past life, and now it's your mom in your current mm-hmm. life, are you able to cut those cords from that past life relationship in order to heal the relationship you have now? And almost like this idea of starting fresh. Yeah, completely. I have um, have the phrase that I use at the start of, I'm a big person who likes to use letters. So actually using, writing a letter. So what you do is you write the name of the person at the top of the piece of paper you want to release. And you then write underneath it, um, I release you with love and kindness. And then you write, I release myself from the old bonds, old ties, old contracts from this lifetime, past lifetimes and future lifetimes. I release you. So you're not just doing the releasing for the present, but the past and the future. Mm, that's so beautiful. What a great idea. Yeah, it that. works. It works. It sets you free. I encourage you. I, I use them regularly. And um, when I'm feeling like I'm feeling that there's the, the energy cord that needs cutting, I'll do that. And then I'll burn the piece of paper. Um, I always say, make sure you read it out loud. Because so often we write all this stuff down and then we never get to speak our truth. We write it, but we never get to hear it and we never get to speak it. So it ne- if you do that, it's important because it becomes, you connect to your throat chakra and you can speak your truth. And um, so whatever you've written down, I encourage you, read it out loud and then burn it, get rid of it and just say, I release you, I release you, I release, I release you. Do not keep the piece of paper. As I was planning our events for 2019, I really wanted the first one to be extra special. And what kept coming up for me was this idea of gathering. And where could we gather in a really intimate way to provide healing and support for this community? That's something you guys asked me about a lot and really seem to need. And I know I need that in my life. So I have teamed up with Women's Space in Culver City, and we will be having a very intimate gathering on March 2nd at two o'clock with the 
creator of Women's Space, Paula Malice. She will be leading us in a breathwork circle to start it out. And then one of my favorite people in the whole world, one of my intuitive guides and psychics, Elisa Devine, known as the Modern Magdalene, will be leading us in a group healing and channeling, talking about our inner goddess and whatever comes up for her as she talks with spirit. So I'm really excited to see what that group message is for us. And then I will be following that up to wrap up the event with a talk on healing spiritually, emotionally, and physically. That's been the theme for me in my life and how I have healed myself. So I really want to share that message as it's resonated with me and so many of you through the shows and online over and over again. We have some incredible sponsors and brands that we have partnered with. There'll be lots of goodie bags. We're launching something really special the day before the event. Can't talk about it yet, but it's going to be great. And if you come to the event, you will be the first people to receive this product. I almost told you what it was. I got to keep it a secret. So if you want to go to the Women's Space event, this event is called The Journey Within Gather. So all you have to do is email me at kelly at thisistheplatform.com and I will add you to the list when we begin sending out invites. This is a very intimate group, limited spaces. So if you want to join, please email me now. Don't wait. I don't want you to miss out. It's going to be a great day. One of the hardest things that I've dealt with, I'm a total introvert and I am very sensitive um, and I guess I'm intuitive. Um, I still haven't owned that as you can see. Mm. But um, <laughs> but for me, working in my old job, I was in a cubicle in an office and so there was you know 50 people around and people would constantly come up and talk to me. And I, I would just be very bitchy because I didn't realize at the time I was just protecting myself and I couldn't handle all of this energy coming in and out all day long because I was so sensitive and I would take on other people's energy and trauma and it was it was painful. So how do you help people protect their energy and not allow that um, not being sucked from them and not taking on other people's energy? Yeah, it's so important and we don't realize we do it. And as you say, it can affect our emotions and how we show up in the world because we, yeah, we protect ourselves. Um, a couple of things. One, I call my guides in for protection. So I actually, when I'm in going into a busy office, a movie theater, a concert, I will actually ask my guides for, for protection. I'll also imagine myself in a bubble, like a see-through bubble that goes over the top of my head and under, under my feet that's as wide as my arm span, but it has tiny holes in it. So what happens is I can give my awesome energy out. I can receive the awesome energy in, but it keeps away all the negative energy that I don't want to receive. I find that really helpful. I also use crystals um, like smoky quartz or a piece of black tourmaline to really help ground me and protect my energy. I find that's really helpful as well. But it's all about you really, again, this idea of reclaiming your energy and reclaiming your power and just um, finding that inner strength. That's so beautiful. As a medium, how do you connect with people that have passed? Mm. Yeah. So for me, I always say we're all mediums. We can all do it. The quickest and easiest way for anyone to connect with a loved one who's passed over is 
Imagine that there's a bridge of light. Actually, shut your eyes. Imagine a bridge of light and imagine your loved one walking across the bridge and you're walking across towards them. And then imagine them like they're stood right in front of you and you can either take their hand or imagine that their hand is on your heart and your hand's on their heart and imagine the energy transfer. And then just notice where your mind wanders and just you'll begin to receive that energy and just notice where your mind wanders because they're giving you messages. But from that's how basically for me, it works that um, when I'm in a session, I know that there's a loved one coming through, the energy shifts. I sometimes can't get my words out. It's like, um, I know they're trying to come through like through me and want to for me to speak for them. So I can't get my words out. It's an interesting shift. I suddenly, my mind goes, it's like I lose my thoughts and I'm like, okay, cool. There's there's someone coming through and then I can work out and get receive the information around who's the person, are they they masculine, are they feminine, what relationship they are. And then they bring through imagery and things to let the person I'm giving the reading or that it's them. They kind of give me things that about them that only that person would know. Mm. What was it like for you the first time you were able to connect with someone who had passed? It's interesting. I knew I had the gift of it, but I kind of held off doing it until properly until my early thirties. I saw my nan and and people like loved ones who were my loved ones when I was growing up and. And in in my twenties, that was easy because I knew them. But I it was wasn't until my early thirties where I was like, oh, okay, I can do this with other people's loved ones. Oh, this is really interesting. Wow. Okay. Cool. So this, yeah. And I, it's just again trusting that the imagery that I'm getting is for that person. And it was, yeah, it is. There's something interesting around mediumship and just taking that leap of faith and just just starting to talk and bring it, bringing their energy through and connecting with their energy. And yeah, I love doing it. It's such a gift and such a, well, it's such a pleasure. I love, it's such an honor to be able to reconnect people to with loved ones and, and share the messages and, and sometimes provide the healing that the person who hasn't passed over the person, the client, it, it's, it provides them healing. Mm-hmm. I had um, worked with someone and I had a relative who was not I guess you want to call it crossing over. He wasn't mm-hmm. like moving on. And I had to go through this whole experience and this this kind of ritual to help him move forward because he had unfinished business and he had anger around the last month of his life mm-hmm. and, and the way the family reacted. Um, is that something you see often? Yeah, they can be, they don't, they, they want to be heard. They want to be heard. They want to, they want to reach those family members or they, they're not ready to go. A lot of the time, sometimes when it's, uh, when it's sudden, when it's a sudden passing, they're kind of, they find themselves on the other side and it's like, shit, how did I end up here? Oh my God, I've still got so much to do. And I didn't get a chance to say that. So a lot of the time they don't want to move to the light. Um, so they do, they hang around and that's why it's really, we, you know, as a gift, it's about taking them to the light as well and letting them know that, you know, that they can go there as well. Mm-hmm. How do you manifest? Mm, great question. So for me, one, I, I'm a big believer, um, me and Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic are really aligned with this, that you can't manifest until you look at the blocks. Like you've got to look at your own self-worth and your own blocks before you can really connect. Um, and that's why there's a crossover between 
connecting to your intuition and manifesting is you've got to look at what's holding you back from creating it first. That's really important. But for me, manifesting is about me getting my energy and looking at what what looking at what's holding me back, then getting my energy aligned to what I want to bring in. Um, I get I write detailed things, uh, write detailed list of lists of what I want to bring in. For me, that's that's really important. And so, for example, in fact, this is really recent. I got the message on December thirty first that we needed to move and we were going to move apartments and it, we had to hand our notice in by midnight. And I brought up this conversation with my boyfriend at 3 p.m. in the afternoon and he, I think he thought I was crazy. Um, <laughs> as, as I was like, well, we've been talking about it. If we don't do it today, this isn't going to happen until April and April's miles away. Why don't we just do it? The Vancouver housing market is insane. It's expensive and they, you, you know, it's a real kind of potluck leap of faith. And I was like, let's do it. And he's like, okay, I trust you. Let's make this happen. And what we did was we wrote down, like I got the message that we needed to make it happen. And the two, we both wrote down what we wanted. And we got really detailed from the view to the, well, you know, wanting glass windows, wanting, you know, air, like being able to move things around, like the air, having like a really good, clean, fresh air, like new appliances, like all the things that we wrote down on the list, we got really, really detailed. And three days later, this apart, um, we were looking at an apartment and it wasn't right. But the woman said, hey, my colleague's got some other apartments. Um, would you like to go and see? And I was like, sure. And we walked into this apartment and it was everything that we had on the list. Like absolutely everything. Like I looked at it. It was when, only when we got back home and I, he was like, nah, everything is on the, everything is on the list. And it was we brought that apartment to us. That was manifested to us. But it was from, yeah, but looking at one, yeah, look at your blocks and then, you know, meet the energy, you know, believe in what you're manifesting, meet that, meet your worth with it. And then, yeah, we, we wrote, we wrote down and got detailed around what we wanted. Isn't it so special for you to work with people like Lacey and other women in this space where it's such a supportive community and, all of you are doing such beautiful work in terms of helping people heal and get past those blocks and really see what's possible for them. It just seems like this is a community that makes you feel um, safe, um, but also challenged at the same time to be better and be the best version of yourself. I just, I love watching all of you guys create together. Oh, thank you. I feel like there's changing times where, you know, as women, we've been taught to be competitive with each other or backstab or, and there's a real shift and a turn going down around, no, let's build each other up. Let's support each other. Let's, um, let's share, you know, best practices, things that we've learned, things where we failed. Um, and let's, let's be supportive because in the end, if we're being supportive of each other, we're, we're supporting the community in new ways too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Lacey, um, I know you guys just did a, an episode together for your show. So I want you to explain what people can expect from your podcast so you think you're intuitive. Yeah, so I do a lot of solo episodes. So I'm basically taking people on a journey to reactivate and trust their intuition. So it, I always encourage people, even though it's not a serial as such, go and listen to the solo episodes in order because I'm basically 
looking, the first episodes are all about what are you, what are your blocks? Why are you not trusting your intuition? And then I build it up and I'm talking about how to protect yourself. And then I'm building it up and talking about like, how do I connect to my spirit guides to then how am I, how do I notice? How am I growing my gifts? So yeah, it's a real kind of build up from what's blocking you to like, bringing you through to really connecting to your own intuitive psychic gifts, um, which I love doing. And then I also have guest episodes. So guest episodes like with Lacey Phillips, I've had Ruby Warrington talking about what it is to be sober curious, but I'm also, I share messages with my guests as well. So I connect with Spirit at the end of the podcast. And it's also getting, asking them like um, people that you wouldn't normally expect or um, relate to or think of as intuitive and asking them what does intuition mean for them? And, you know, what is their part, what is their journey with their own intuition? So, um, which is, which I, which I love doing. And I'm just about to launch a new segment where I'm talking to, people like nurses and accountants and doctors around how they use the, their intuition in their workplace. Ooh, how cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a I great wanted, idea. Yeah. I wanted to speak with um, people who um, weren't just on, weren't entrepreneurs working in this energy, working in this field, but were, were um, people using it in their everyday life. You mean there are people in this world that are not entrepreneurs? <laughs> Right. Feels Everyone's like all of us are right. now. <laughs> and I love that. Do you know why? Know. Because it, this has come through as a message for what is 2019. 2019 is we're all looking at how we make our money, what what our worth is and what our jobs are, and really realizing that we have power around how we make our money, spend our money, what brands we spend our money on. Like we have a lot of power with our money and how we spend our money. And so yeah, it's about us realizing that we have that and you know we have that power and we can make change with it yeah so selfishly i asked if you would do a reading yeah. for me on the show so everyone could get a little bit of a taste of what that would be like if they've never done it before so i would love to do that now before we wrap up yeah okay a couple of things that are coming through first thing they're saying is this is going to be that you talking about you being intuitive i wanted to talk about that straight away um, this is going to be the year where you're really tuning into that. You are really intuitive. You've made a lot of intuitive decisions in your life, and this they're they're, they're making they're going to make this more conscious for you going forward. Um, it's really really important. They are talking about though that there's this energy right now that you're waiting for something. You're waiting for something or someone to like match you. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and they're just saying. Kelly, you've never. This is the this is a block around waiting for permission. Like you wait for permission from people before you take action. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And they're just saying on this situation, look at how you are disempowering yourself, and you're not looking at the power that you that you that you have in this situation. It's funny because there's this thing that you think that this person has all the power, but they're reminding you that you do. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And so they're just like, what do you want from this? What do you, you need to get clear around what you want from this relationship or this situation? And because it's time for you to take the lead on it. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Cool. Related to that, they're saying um, it's time to speak your truth around all of this. There's a lot of, you go to say what you want to say and then you stop yourself from saying it. So they're giving you permission to speak your truth on it. They're saying, it's funny, you, um, 
you speak, you can hold space for other people to speak and you're really good at holding space for others, but this is time for you to speak your truth. (laughs) Could it be more accurate? (laughs) (laughs) They want you to get vulnerable. They want you to share. They want you to really allow it all to bubble up um, because it's so important. And this is going to be your test for 2019 is I need to be sharing my emotions and it is more importantly and um, they want me to use the word safe it is safe for me it is safe for kelly to share her emotions she will not be judged it is really important because in the past growing up as a kid something around like 10 and 11 and 15 and 16 around you wanting to share your emotions but feeling like you couldn't or it wasn't safe to do so or a fear of being judged by others yes absolutely and so if you want to do a release letter, like we talked about, looking at those ages, go and write down what happened around those ages connected to where you didn't feel safe to speak your truth. And actually go and write to your age, like go and write to her and let her know that it's okay for you to speak, for her to speak her truth and that she will be held. Mm. Because this is why you do the job that you do, because you're it's by you facilitating the space for others to speak you are healing the times when you really wanted to speak and have the platform to speak (laughs) it's so true god it's amazing um, yeah. And so the message is, please <laughs> be, um, take your, reclaim your power over that, the person that you're waiting for or the situation you're waiting for to happen. And this is the year of, of vulnerable sharing and being held in that space. Thank you so much. That was amazing. You're very welcome. Uh, I appreciate you being here. I just love everything you're doing and just thank you for all of the beautiful work and everything you're creating. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Natalie. She is, as you can hear, so gifted. I'm sure you're wondering if that was legit and it definitely was. We did not plan it. I just snapped my fingers and she did the reading. So if you want to find Natalie on Instagram, you can go to I am Natalie Miles and make sure you check out her podcast. So you think you're intuitive. It is so good. You will love it. And we will have another amazing conversation for you here on the platform podcast in just a few days. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon.